disclaimer. The following podcast contains material and language that may not be suitable for minors. While not in every episode, this podcast may contain triggering subject matter that may be brought up without warning. Any information or advice given is for entertainment purposes only. We are not doctors. Please consult your physician with any medical questions or before making any decisions regarding your health. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Boy, Sarah, I tell you what, this next show is going to be a real mouthful. (laughs) That's right, kids, you voted and we're going to do a whole episode on oral sex. We're going down. (laughs) Go ahead. Jump in the sack. With seven, Sarah. I am so happy that oral sex won this poll. I really am. (laughs) I was pretty sure anal sex was going to win there for a few minutes. It was neck and neck, but I saw a lot of people leaning that way. I think it was only a matter of a couple votes, but hey, your voices are heard. We're talking about mouth stuff. (laughs) I've always been a really big fan of oral. We've discussed this in the past off the show. But uh, I've always considered it a very selfish, selfless act because I enjoy it so much because it's not about me. That is my thoughts on oral. It's all about the person receiving. That's because you're a giving person. Sometimes. Well, I'll tell a couple of stories later in the show that I do not come out well. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> for me, it kind of goes two ways. First off, obviously, it's about my partner. I want to do something for them. It's about making them feel good. It's about getting into the moment. It's about giving them pleasure and it's foreplay. And sometimes it's just about, depending on the situation, just being quick and dirty. But sometimes it's just about a little bit of power. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. Because depending on the guy, there's no faster way to just make a man jelly than to, you know, balls on chin. Knees start shaking and he starts making them faces and it's all over. And then he's just buddy. In your history, what came first, oral or sex? Oral. Okay. Was there a big gap or no? No, it wasn't a big gap. I know that we discussed, obviously, my (laughs) first experience and the uh, total lack of flowers and fireworks there. But it was pretty similar with my first experience giving oral. It was... It was at my first job, actually, with my supervisor. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I say my supervisor. Of course, I worked in fast food. I was a kid. And um, which doesn't sound any better saying it like that. I was a teenager. And he was a teenager, like barely an adult. I was off the clock. He was on the clock. And I think I was there picking up my paycheck. And we were just being flirty. And I don't even remember how it started. And I was just like, Almost like your dick. <laughs> and I'm sure he was quite pleased. Oh, he was totally happy with that. And it took all of like a minute and a half. <laughs> Yay for efficiency. And I was like, well, that wasn't half as hard as I expected it to be. Did he give any input whatsoever? Was it like, I got this, you just stand or sit or lay there? He was sitting in the chair and again, was basically just like pudding. All right. So, I mean, I got to ask, you've been at work. <laughs> it had to have been a bit musty. You know what? I don't really recall. It was all pretty overwhelming. It was really my first penis experience. So being (laughs) up close and personal. People have heard the story, at least briefly, about my first time. And my first oral experience was just before that, because it was all the same experience with Summer Girlfriend. (sighs) (laughs) 
I thought I was supposed to like basically French kiss the vagina. <laughs> so I was down there just like, la, 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 la. <laughs> and she seemed to be enjoying it. She said it was good, but then again, what do a couple of 14 year olds know? So, <laughs> well, exactly. At that point in our lives, I think anyone paying any attention to that part of our body felt good. So. Well, and I think that that has a lot to do with it. It's just at that age, you have no experience and it's all new. It's all new feelings. It's all new feelings. It's all new experiences and everything's. But I, you I will say, unlike <laughs> you, I remember distinctly that there was some problems for both of us because we were both in the pool for quite some time. So chlorinated vagina was at the best taste in the world. <laughs> Everything smelled like chlorine. Yeah. <laughs> well, and blood, according to you. After the first insertion, yes. So <laughs> like the digit play and a bit of oral before the quote's main event. Because <laughs> I wanted to try and knock out all of the bases in one go. <laughs> the quite literal home run. <laughs> oh man. So that brings up my question to you. So you're going out with somebody. Mm-hmm. You're going out on a date and you expect that there is potential for something to happen, or even if you have a significant other and that, you know that there's going to be fooling around. Like, how much preparation do you do in anticipation of oral sex? I think you know me to be a fairly clean person. Like, I don't often stink or smell when I can avoid it. When I work all day or something, then that's going to be unavoidable. But if I'm going out on a date where there's even the slightest potential for the hankiest of pankies, I will definitely wash up. I will trim. I'll do all that stuff. Whether their head's going to be down there or I'm going to be inserting myself, I want to be clean. Right, right. Well, and I think that's just good form. Yeah, I mean, that begs the question, though. Knowing what you know now, would you go down on a guy after a day of work knowing what's down there? If we were still in fast food at our age now and you've been working all day, is that guy still getting that blowjob or no? It depends. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Okay, so there are different types of blowjobs. Of course, of course. Is he going to get a Remy? No. Am I putting his balls in my mouth? No. You know, am I going to go shaft? Probably. Is he going to get a little head play? Sure. You bring up ball play. I got to tell you, ladies, I love you. I really do. Some of you are really good at it. I didn't know I liked that until one of the more recent people that I dated. Because other people had tried. And I was like, that's nice. But man, this this one girl, holy hell. You have to do it right. They're delicate. It was almost as good. It was like 90% the level of the actual blowjobs. It was like, holy shit, you are awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to have to talk to you after the show because now I need to know like, well, hang on a second. How is my technique? I need to know what she was doing. Because uh... <laughs> I've never gotten any feedback like other than, holy fuck, that's amazing. So... Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. The question remains, if sex is off the table on the first date, is everything off the table? Like, do you think that going down on someone on the first date is less or equal to having sex on the first date? Well, that was left field. But I mean, for some people, it is. Some people don't consider oral sex to be sex. Yeah, Bill Clinton. (laughs) For all you kids out there, we're fucking old. Well, lots of people, lots of people don't consider oral sex to be sex. It doesn't count. Yeah, you know what? I certainly do. I think that's a a very thin excuse. I believe anytime genitalia is involved, it's sex. (laughs) Whether it's P and V or 
P and B or P and O or yeah, Elemento P, QRS, TV, whatever. Yeah, anytime genitalia is involved, it's it's sex. Sorry, guys. If you took part in oral sex on the first date, you would say that you had sex on the first date. Oh, yeah. I would agree. Even if I gave someone a handy on a first date, I wouldn't say that I had sex on a first date, but I would 100% say that we were intimate. This is going to be where I draw a double standard. I think a woman giving a man a handy is intimacy, and I think a man using finger play on a woman would almost be sex because of the insertion factor and what all has to be done. But again, uh, don't kill me, internet. Because it involves penetration. Yes, and that's my opinion. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. But that's just what I think. So it's the double standard. It is. It's fully a double standard. I fully admit it. But that takes us back to what we talked about in a previous episode. Does it have to be penetration to be sex? What about two vaginas? Okay, two women that engage in oral sex, Mm -hmm. which is one of the ways that two women would have sex. It's not exclusively the way two women would have sex. I think they have sex. I think a man and a woman. Well, absolutely. I think two men engage in oral have had sex. So my opinion on hand stuff is just based upon setup and... It'd be somewhat hard, not impossible, to give a woman essentially a road handy. It'd be very easy to give a guy one. Well, that's just because the penis like sticks out. Well, yes, exactly. Again, it's a huge double standard, and I fully admit it. Just because it's easier doesn't make it like... Stop trying to make it different just because y'all have to work harder. But we have to do so... No, I don't really care. I love you ladies. It's so worth it, I gotta say. Making you guys happy is so worth it. No amount of obstacles could get in my way, I'm just saying. Oh boy. (laughs) So, we were talking about maintenance and we kind of just jumped off there. Yeah, because we do that sometimes. Oh, squirrel! (laughs) Squirrel! So you don't do anything like special, basically. I do though, because I'm not going to do a full scrub and trim on a day I go to work. It might just stick the rag down there and give it a quick once over and be done for the day. If I have a date, I'm scrubbing the taint. I'm getting in there and scrubbing good on the pubic bone and I'm giving it a good once over to trim. Most of you ladies anymore today go for the full wood floor. And that's fine. I don't know if you do that every time or just when you plan on have someone seeing it. But I think it depends on the lady. And I think that it's... Uh totally acceptable. And I am 100% for all of our ladies that want to go 100% and anyone who wants to go 100% all natural. Oh, I would love Honestly. To be, if I wasn't such a fucking Wolverine, I would love to be hairless. <laughs> it would be such a job. I've gone both ways. And it's kind of like, eh, either way, I think I prefer just clean shaven just because it's, I feel like everything stays cleaner. Oh yeah. And that way, that's just me. There's less chance for that must that you don't want. But you also know, I got the thunder thighs happening. There's no chance that I will ever have thigh gap. I don't have the hip set for it because despite what anybody wants to say, it is anatomical, pretty much 100%, uh, whether you're going to have thigh gap or not. So no matter how thin you are, depending on how your hips are set, you could have the same circumference of thigh. If you have a different hip shape, your thighs may or may not touch. Yeah. Sorry, people. That's just the way it is. I have to say, too, on the maintenance tip, fellas, I love you as much as I love my ladies. Just because it's an external organ, you still have to keep it clean. You can't just, oh, it's just skin. It's fine. No, you fuckers stink. Okay. (laughs) Wash your balls. Oh, my gosh. Well, and especially working in the area that we do, it's, uh, yeah, 
Ooh, ooh. Number of times. Hmm. Whiffy. Here, could you please change into this gown? You know what? Leave those pants on. <laughs> so, I mean, just uh, no, put it back on. Nope, it's fine. We'll work around it. <laughs> on the maintenance tip, have you ever turned oral down because you're like, not right now? Often. <laughs> Often, yes. Um, I'm very hygienic and I'm very self conscious. So if I'm not 100% prepared, like if it's at all a surprise, and that's even with my long term partner, it's not happening. <laughs> even if I've just showered, like if I haven't prepared everything, and my partner will be even be like, I don't care. And I'll be like, yeah, but I do. <laughs> so it's important that you don't care to me. It really is. It's more important that I care. It's my body. It's my self-confidence. Well, it's not just that, but so much of the ability to orgasm for me and many women, many people, period, is a mindset. If I am not relaxed, if I am not in the right headspace, I am not going to get off. It's not going to happen. I've got to say that women that I've been with and known, that's very common. It's very, very common. So if my brain is busy going, what if I smell musty? What if I'm sweaty? What if I'm prickly? Because it's been a couple days since I shaved. Like, what if he's down there and he's like, oh my God, I'm getting like road rash. Like, (laughs) what if he's thinking these things? And what if he's just down there like miserable because things aren't perfect? All those thoughts are going through my head and and I'm just laying there making noises, trying to pretend like I'm enjoying myself. (laughs) Because... My first thought is I want to make sure that he's having a good time, that his self-confidence is, is being kept up because that's me. <laughs> I have two questions on the maintenance tip and the what you just mentioned. So if I may. Sure. How much prep time do you usually take? Like how long is Sarah's prep time for the lady business for a going out day? Like if I'm going out, if I'm planning on just getting some dick, getting crazy with somebody, getting some dick, a shower is going to take me 35 minutes and then... After the shower, um, probably another 30 minutes. So I don't know, an, an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes beginning to end. So a typical workday shower for Seth is like maybe eight minutes. Quick scrub. Oh, yeah. Brush the <laughs> when I'm working, if I have my uniform set out and ready, and I'm kind of fanatical about that, so I always do, I can be up, showered, dressed, hair done, makeup done, out the door in like 20 minutes. Okay. Now, on a going out night, if I know that someone's going to see my genitalia, probably about a good 20-minute shower. And my style of man doesn't take that long to get dressed. So that's maybe eight minutes. So <laughs> Here's the thing. If I'm going out with you and I plan on having sex with you, I don't really care what I'm wearing because it doesn't matter how it looks on your floor. <sighs> Bless you for saying that. <laughs> Off the topic a bit. But uh, there's been people that I've been with that have less extravagant, beautiful lingerie. And it's like, it looks great. Take it off. <laughs> I never understood really the purpose of lingerie. It's like, if I'm seeing you at this point, I'm already excited. Let's go. Now, on one hand, there is certain lingerie that makes me feel very sexy. And I can understand that to a point. Totally for you, though. And I totally accept that. Yeah, and that, but that's totally for me. But there's a lot of lingerie that is... I mean, the shit is uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a lot of lace. It's not even, like, the soft lace. It's, like, the scratchy lace. And boning and shit is fucking digging in everywhere. And it's just not comfortable. And, yeah, and you wear it for all of, like, 
the 30 seconds it takes for him to fumble with the eye hooks and then get it off. And that's it. Yeah. So maybe just wear something simple. I'm cool with some sleep pants because I'm getting to do the business. So. Right. <laughs> Look, you're lucky if I'm wearing a bra at that point. Like, it's, it's fine. You mean, you mean a boob prison? <laughs> Look, these bitches don't hold themselves up. That's all I got to say. My next question, my second part of that question was, you mentioned some scruff on a guy. Right. Is facial hair helpful in oral? If we're talking clean shaven, scruff, or full beard, is there a difference? It's the same as kissing. Oh. All right. So if I'm kissing my partner and his beard is irritating my face, it's going to irritate my vagina. You know, the skin down there, all the, the flesh down there, the tissue is all very sensitive. And so if you have that slightly more than a five o'clock shadow, if you've got like a day or two, depending on how fast your hair grows, but if you've got that spiky, stubbly growth that is like coarse grit sandpaper, it's going to get real unpleasant real fast. Oh. <laughs> so in those circumstances, it's like, I really don't want you getting real into it because the more into it you get, the faster it's going to start hurting and the faster I'm going to stop enjoying myself. And then I'm just going to want you to stop entirely. So it's kind of like clean shaven or more beard. Okay. That's totally fair. More beard is totally okay with me because like, I don't mind my pussy juice. Like that's fine. When you're done, come on up. We're going to kiss. I'm going to lick it off your face. Like that's fine. I don't care. Not only that, and I will speak to, I'm not a bearded man myself, but I have plenty of friends that are. Most guys now that have beards take really good care of them, you know, with beard oils and stuff. So they're almost as soft as like your actual head hair. Yeah. And maintenance is a huge, huge part of it. And you can tell the guys who take care. There you go. What is your next bullet point on the wonderful world of oral? Well, I guess that kind of takes us into like the do's and don'ts. Like, what do you do with your partner and what don't you do? So that kind of covers like a don't. Like, if you're a male or if you have facial hair and you're going down on your partner, don't have some scruffy growth unless they're into that. I mean, maybe they're into rubbing their the insides of their thighs or all. Like, I don't know. That could be a thing. So what are some um, what are some do's or don'ts for you, like from a peanut haver's end? All right. Don't ever force the issue. I remember being a younger guy and like asking and then the girl saying no. And I was okay with it. But then like later, I kind of like thought I'm going to go for it again. And I like put some pressure on her shoulders and she like stopped the making out. And was like, do that again. I'm going to fucking punch you. Like, that's totally fair. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Straight up had like the hand on top of my head, like pushing me down and it's like I will rock you right in the dick if you do that again because like you're pushing me down they're like do you really want me down there if you're gonna do that another thing that I would say is an absolute do men again my brethren make some fucking noise let her know she's doing okay don't just sit there silently god damn it <laughs> but but you know what the same goes for us chicks too like on the one hand don't lay there like a limp fish like anybody, look, if your partner is putting in the effort, seriously, like you need to show them some support. Be a fucking cheerleader. Like, I don't care if you hated cheerleaders in high school. I don't care like what your deal is. But you know what? They're your partner, whether it's for the night, whether it's for the moment, whether it's for the rest of your life. They're your partner. Cheer them on. Show them some support. Tell them they're doing a great job. Or tell them they're not doing a great job. You know, give them a little fucking direction. Don't just lay there and not do anything. That's not cool. But on the other hand, 
don't misdirect them either. Don't tell them they're doing a great job if they're not doing a great job, because in the end, you're just going to be fucking disappointed. Thank you once again, Chasing Amy, one of my favorite movies of all time. Air Traffic Controller, constant updates and information. Yes, that is great. Keep doing that. Move your tongue a little bit. Thank you. That's absolutely true. Now, I could see if you're like micromanaging the situation, that could maybe get obnoxious, but... Yeah, but encouragement and direction, like you just said, those are two great things. That's wonderful. Do this. Absolutely. If they're doing something and it's like not really doing it for you, if it's not super great, don't be up there screaming like a porn star because then they're going to think that they're rocking your world and they're going to keep doing that thing that's maybe not so great. And nobody wants that. Yeah, nobody wants that. And then at the end, you're going to be like, well, I didn't get off and it was kind of shit. And they're going to be really fucking confused. But, but, but. (laughs) But you sounded like you just came four times. So I don't know what's going on. Really confused. I'm so confused. (laughs) I'm so lost. We covered some of the do's and don'ts. Do you have anything else that's like a, a real big either red flag or checkered flag? Like, yes, let's go. And no, no, no. Okay, don't bite my clit. (laughs) unless we've talked about it like that kind of goes uh, like along with um consent and discussing things beforehand like there are just some things that you don't do like talk to your partner about things beforehand let me ask you because i am a fan of this i've done it before do i have to ask permission before i ever do it like if i give it a little nibble and you're you don't say no am i allowed to proceed with going a little further yeah Yeah, like, that's okay. Like, if you want to work your way up to it, that's okay. But, like, just don't straight up, like, we're in the middle of it. It's going great. And all of a sudden, you're like, nom. Like, that's not all right. (laughs) Because that's going to get you a foot in the head real fast. What are your thoughts on sucking the clit? Is that good or no? That doesn't do a whole, whole lot for me. I'm more of, like, rubbing stimulus. Men, I love you. But for the most part, not exclusively, not exclusively, but for the most part, what feels good to one penis feels good to most of them. Every vagina is fucking different. Every vagina is fucking different. <laughs> well, and that's just it. And it's about figuring out what your partner likes. And, you know, we, we had this session before where we talked about difficulty in getting off with a new person. Just because you don't know the combination to that lock doesn't mean you give up after three tries to turn the dial. Try different things. Move it around. See what you can do. Well, exactly. Oh my God. I saw the best TikTok and it made me laugh because I knew that we were doing this episode. And he's talking about like, when you commit, like, it doesn't matter. Like, when you find the spot, like, you better be ready. Because when she's going to get off, like, that's it. Like, you're fucking stuck there. Like, no matter where you're at, you might be in the worst position and cramping and whatever. But when she's about to get off, like, you're fucking stuck. You just have to dig your heels in and stick with it until she finishes. If you don't, you're a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? I've been on the other end of that, giving head to guys. Because I've been in a situation where... Maybe we've been at it for a really long time or the position's not good. Like I'm half hanging upside down across a fucking console in a car with my head under a steering wheel or something. And he's about to get off and he's trying to like push my head all the way down his cock. And that's fine. But it's like, it sucks. I can't breathe. I'm gagging, but I'm going to stick with it because I know he's about to get off and I'm not going to ruin that for him come god damn it let's go i know you're just like just get off already like jesus christ like <laughs> just finish so i can sit up <laughs> like my back hurts <laughs> would there be any change you would make to your oral history <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so like i'm pretty satisfied with my oral history what's the one thing you've learned over the years that you'll really change the way that you perceived and 
took part in oral. You mean like as far as techniques or? Or just wisdom or something along those lines. I know what mine is. Oh, well, mine is there's no such thing as too much saliva. That's an awesome thing. It's going to get messy. Just be prepared for it. I mean, if you're trying to do it on the sly, obviously you have to be a little bit more careful because you don't want to finish and have like his pants covered in spit or something. But the whole time you're giving head, you're drooling. You've got a cock in your mouth. And if you're doing it, I don't want to say right because everyone's got their own way of doing it. But the way I do it, it's hitting the back of my throat. I'm deep throating and I'm making more and more drool and I don't swallow. I just let it run out. And so it's fucking everywhere. And I use my hand as an extension of my mouth and I'm rubbing it on his balls and I'm rubbing his taint and depending on the guy, maybe fingering his asshole a little bit because you know some guys are into that. And sometimes I switch it up a little bit and I might give him a handy and maybe I'll get down and lick his balls a bit. But you know, whatever. It's like I switch it up and I experiment and I wait and see what he likes. And some guys like it, some guys don't like it and have to see how they react and then play play to their reactions. But yeah, no, there's no such thing as too much saliva. I think what I've learned over the years is that really more in the younger women in the late teens and 20-somethings women's is that you going down on them is kind of a bit of a trust thing and almost a self-conscious, like they're like, oh, he's going to go down there. Is everything okay? Just to boost their confidence while I'm like, oh my God, babe, this is amazing. Because like I said, I love, love going down on my partner because it's all about them. And Seth, you know, I'm glad that you said that actually, because I never (laughs) thought about that, but I've always been more comfortable. I think when my partner says things like that or does things like that, because like I said, I do get self-conscious. I'm like a lot of women. I'm self-conscious about my body. I'm self-conscious about, am I sexy? Am I too fat? Am I, are my thighs too big? Am I whatever? So when my partner's down there, it's like, if he's telling me that things are great, then it's like, okay, maybe I can relax a little bit and get more into this. And then I start with the hair grabbing and sometimes I get a little aggressive. (laughs) All right. So my next question for you is, do you want to move on to the next bullet point or do you want to hear two stories that Seth does not sound like the best guy in? Because I always talk about how how good of a guy I am, blah, blah, blah. Not always. Not always. I can be an asshole sometimes. Seth, I love to hear your stories. Okay. So we'll tell one first that is... Not necessarily bad, then the other one is is bad. It makes me look like an asshole, but we'll go there. Sophomore in high school, okay? Okay. You can imagine how full of hormones we all were as sophomores in high school, right? Sure, Uh uh-huh. Me and the girl I'm dating are at a volleyball game at school. Start feeling rather amorous. It's like, you want to get out of here? We leave and start, again, sophomores in high school, we're not quite driving age yet. No place to go, really. We start walking around and, oh, God damn it. We see a Porta John. Okay. Oh, no, you didn't. We go into the Porta John. <laughs> I had her check it before. I'm like, go in and take a look if it meets your standards. If you're okay with us going in there, we'll go in there. Otherwise, we just won't. It's fine. Yeah. She went in there. It was fine. Apparently, it had been cleaned very recently. Went in there and got an amazing blowjob. She got finger banged because we couldn't figure out exactly how to make it work because she tried standing on the toilet, but it didn't quite work because her knees kept giving out because you know, not that I'm that good, but it's hard to stand up and orgasm for some people. Sure. And uh, we finished up and went back to the game. Word got out about what happened and it wasn't only through me because she told some friends too. I told two friends and they told two friends. She did the same thing. 
And for whatever reason, again, that double standard, suddenly I became this king among men and she became this dirty whore, which it really wasn't fair. No, that's not fair. But yeah. That is the double standard we have for men and women. The mm-hmm. other one I will tell is a bit more recent, but it's still about 10 years ago now. So you guys don't know this, but I moved out on my own at a very young age. I was 17. I love my parents, but we just were better apart. <laughs> like many yeah. of us. So unfortunately, after living on my own for a while, my father passed away. So I came home and to take care of my mom for a bit. And the room that the home she was staying at when I moved back in, there was no lock on my door. And I had my girlfriend over and I was getting a blowjob. Blow and mom didn't knock, didn't anything, just barge in to ask me a question. Poor girl cowers into the corner and I'm sitting there with my dong out. My mom's like, doesn't like recoil in horror or leave the room. She proceeds to ask me the question she came in there to ask me. <laughs> my shoe at her, like, get out of here. Way to go, mom. Don't make it yeah, weird. And eventually she leaves. And okay, this is where I look kind of like an asshole. I look at the girl and I'm like, so are you going to finish? <laughs> oh, you did it. I really did. And she did. Oh. I mean, it, and she did, did. She did. She finished it for me. And I took, I took oh. care of her. So there's that. But we broke up not long after, not because of that, for other reasons, but it certainly didn't help. And I go to my mom later. I'm like, what the fuck were you doing? Why did you not just leave the room when you saw that? Well, if I didn't ask you the question I was going to ask you, I would forget. I don't fucking care. <laughs> oh, that is. Wow. <sighs> Good times. Well, I have to say that my parents, wow. Nope. Mm-mm. I had one sexual experience in my parents' house when no one was home. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, I, it stayed out of the house because I had two brothers and yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> I wasn't going to play that game. <laughs> Getting back on track of more of the oral sex as opposed to the personal stories. What are some of your favorite oral sex myths? I'll go first since I brought it up. The concept of mints or altoids, I'm a firm believer in them. I think they work. I, I'm not a fan of what they call the head candy, the stuff you buy at the sex shops. It doesn't work nearly as well as just straight up altoids. But man, that sensation is something amazing to me. Is that just like having like a mint or a peppermint in your mouth when you're giving your partner oil? Yeah, uh, oral? as long as it's like, like a strong one, like a starlight mint doesn't do a whole lot of good. Sure, well, that's mostly sugar. <laughs> one of those like certs powerful mints or an altoid. Yeah, those work pretty well. You get a good tingle going. Right, right. That cool feeling when it's in your mouth is whatever it does to the sensitive tissues to those mucous membranes. And the mucous membranes in your mouth are similar to the mucous membranes on your genitalia. So stands to reason that it would give you that same sensation, that cool tingling. Have you partake in or no? Yes. And your thoughts, did it work? Not for me. Okay. Did it work for the guy if you did it for him? I've never done it for a guy. Oh, wow. Okay. There you go. I don't like mint. Oh, yeah. We forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I like sweet mint and it doesn't have the same effect. Sarah is a very picky eater. Unlike me, I will eat all of the food. (laughs) I'm not a picky eater, actually. Mint is not a food for me. Like mint is for toothpaste and cleaning your mouth. It's not something that you consume. Must admit you are pickier than me, though. So that makes you a picky eater in my world. (laughs) Here's the thing. Look, I'll go with cinnamon all day. I'll pop a Red Hot in my mouth and then go to town if that's what he wants. Okay. All right. But I'm not going to do mint. (laughs) So what are your thoughts on uh, tongue piercings? Do they make a difference? I don't know that I could really tell the difference. 
Now, I've never tried a vibrating tongue ring before, but I think I would be interested in trying that. Okay. I think that would almost certainly do something. It would have to, although the only thing I can think of is then their tongue would have to be stationary. I would think, unless you're doing like a straight up, up and down lick of the clit, right? Is your tongue pierced? No, not anymore. It was at one point. Okay, so you had a pierce at one point. I had mine pierced at one point, but okay, so well, you know. So if you have your tongue pierced, if you're licking a clit, your tongue ring isn't going to stay on the clit, then stimulate the clit. I don't know if the vibration would be strong enough. Yeah, I don't know. See, I'm interested in knowing. Okay, listeners, if anyone has any experience with this, I want to know. Please email me. The one thing that I thoroughly enjoyed was a little bit of the old hot and cold. You know what this is? This is the one girl I dated who had a piercing. We would put our piercings in the freezer for about an hour. And then we'd put them back in and then take a really deep swig of hot coffee or hot tea, put that piercing in so you get the mixture of the hot mouth and the cold piercing. It was kind of nice. Doesn't seem like it would last very long, though. It does not last very long at all. We're talking an absolute minute tops, and it's all it does is get your motor going. It's not a get-me-there type of thing, but it's a, yeah, start the car, warm it up type of thing. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question for you, actually. And, And this is something that I think about because I've been asked to do this a number of times. And I've done it once or twice. And it's just, it's not something I'm comfortable with. And I've seen a couple of women talk about it. But what are your thoughts on face sitting? Okay. It's very much a femdom type of thing, which I'm not opposed to. Ladies, take me over. (laughs) If that is your vibe, if you're into it, then there's nothing that compares to it. I feel I perform better, quote, traditional oral situation her on her back or her sitting and me with my face buried between her thighs. But then again, like I've said many times, my partner gets what my partner wants. So if she wants that, we're sure as fuck going to do it. So This is my understanding is that when, when a woman is face sitting, it's not about the guy. Oh, not at all. Doing the job. It, she's just grinding her pussy on his face until she gets off. I have a question for the ladies in the room, including you. Many of my partners have very much enjoyed when I will, during the licking and the sucking and the biting, hum a tune, if you will. Have you had someone done that to you and did you enjoy it? I have had someone do it to me and it's just awkward. (laughs) It doesn't do anything for me. Like I can kind of feel it, but it's not like the vibration isn't enough to do anything for me. Yeah, but then that goes to every vagina is different because I've had some women that tell me that it was the greatest thing in the world. So... Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. So for me, it doesn't do anything. And then I'm just like, am I supposed to clap? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Good job. Like, that was great. Well done. (laughs) So there's one thing I want to talk about, too, that I know that the data is mixed. And I know that it's a fierce debate. Let's talk about food and fluids. The (laughs) theory was that you could, for some people have said this, and again, the data is mixed, studies say different things that what you eat can affect your, for lack of a better term, flavor. I don't think studies say different things. I think you're just in denial. I can pull up studies that say it's not true. I can pull up ones that say it is true. It's been my personal experience, but there was no significant effect. What say you from either personal or read experience? So I've never tested the theory myself, but studies that I have seen say that everything you put into your body is going to affect your body, period. I mean, that's life. So that's carbs, sugars, 
fats, proteins, cigarettes, coffee, anything you put into your body is going to affect your body. And that does not stop at the energy. It doesn't stop at your weight. It doesn't stop at any of that. It goes all the way to what you're putting out. It's going to change the color of your pee. It's going to change the way your pee smells. It's going to change your feces, the way your feces looks, the consistency. If you are lactating, it's going to change the color and consistency, odor, flavor of your breast milk. Uh, It will also change your semen. It will also change your fluids when you are aroused. Anything, your sweat. Not all denying that. But what I'm saying is there's people that I know personally, that'll go on like a pineapple fast a week before a date. And I'm like, it's not going to make that much of a difference, ma'am or sir. Well, and here's the thing. And it's not that it makes a huge difference. It's like people who swear up and down that vitamin C is going to cure a cold. Vitamin C doesn't cure a cold. Vitamin C can help your body fight a cold, but It's really only going to really help your body fight a cold if you were deficient in vitamin C to begin with. Yes, and given the foods that we eat in the modern era, there's probably almost no one out there that is vitamin C deficient. (laughs) Right. So it's, you know, I mean, taking things like emergency, it's never a bad thing. And if you're sick, if if you're not eating well, and don't, I know, again, I mean, we live in a first world country. You would think that people's diets would be very high in nutrients, but look at the things that a lot of people eat. (laughs) So studies have shown that, yes, consuming quantities, large quantities of something like pineapple for days leading up to an ejaculation can affect the sweetness of the ejaculate. But if you're also a smoker, you're probably not going to notice because anyone who smokes out there, guess what? Your cum tastes like fucking ashtrays. Like, <laughs> it does. It just does. I acquiesce the point. But like I said, it's from my personal experience, it didn't work. It could be because I have such a varied diet and the people that I date do. But again. Well, and again, if you consume lots of fats, if you consume lots of proteins, lots of coffee, I mean, anything that's going to, if you're dehydrated, any of those things are going to to affect it. You know, did you eat the same diet for a week beforehand? Jizz in a cup and check it and then wait a week and eat the same diet, only add pineapple juice and then jizz in a cup and check it against the first sample. Like, Did you just ask me if I ate my own semen? <laughs> sniff it, <laughs> eat it, <laughs> whatever. Check the pH balance. Right, exactly. No, I haven't. I've relied on the trust of the person that I'm with. And I asked them and they said it was no different. So I had no reason not to trust them. They were a good person, still are. So has oral for you ever been the goal? Like, has you ever been like, man, I want to get eaten out or I want to suck some dick tonight? If so, how often is that? No, oral has never been the goal for me. It's been the goal for my partner and I've been happy to assist with that. But no, it's never been the goal for me. I can say that I am with your partner. There's been times where I didn't necessarily want to have the sex, but I certainly wanted to go down. Oh, no. I mean, like, my partner was like, yeah, I just want a blowjob. And I've been like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that had never been me. I've definitely been the guy that's like, let me just go down on you for a while. Because quite frankly, that's going to get me off just as well as fucking you tonight. So let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> In my situations, it was normally like, 
look, we don't have a lot of time and I really don't want to take my clothes off. Like, it's cold in here. Just get your dick out. I want to sigh and unzip. Right. <laughs> Just pop the seat back. We'll park in the driveway. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the roadhead? I am scared to death of it. So in my younger days, I was fascinated with the idea and I wanted to do it so bad. But again, I think it was that control thing. It was kind of a, I guess, maybe a pride thing. It was wanting to be so distractible or be so distracting, I guess. Now that I'm a little bit older, I'm like, no, that's dangerous. Put your seatbelt on. I have a dear friend who was injured in a car accident as a result of Roadhead. And it, she has some radiator burns on her abdomen from the accident. It's like, oh my goodness. Well, and you always heard the stories about somebody like losing a penis because of it. And I'm sure that those were urban myths, but, or maybe not. It's just not for me. I've tried it before. It was fun to try, but now it sounds like I'm trying to drive. <laughs> right. You need to stop. <laughs> I've gotten fingered while I was driving. Was it hard to stay focused? It was more hard to keep my foot on the accelerator. Oh. I mean, because they're reaching left from the passenger seat. I will say this, in my experience, it was almost hard to get off because I was so focused on driving that I wasn't focused on receiving the oral. So it's like, okay, 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 left turn. <laughs> I actually think that it would be the opposite for me. I almost wonder if I would get off better because I wouldn't be thinking about it. So I do have one other thing to point out, and this goes back to the whole like myths and, and things. Folks, <laughs> I was looking up oral sex myths just to see what kind of crazy things were out there. And I was slightly disgusted, <laughs> although I can't say that I was surprised, saddened more than anything, that in 2021, the first myth on every website I looked at about oral sex was that you cannot get an STI from oral sex. <sighs> okay. Being medical professionals that we are, we do know that there are some certain advantages to oral sex. Transmission rate, by and large, is lower. It is not zero. Transmission rate is only lower for certain... Exactly. ...sexually transmitted infections. Absolutely. Certain ones. Not all of them. Many of them are, are the same. <laughs> the biggest thing you're safe from is not getting pregnant. Yes. The biggest STI of them all, a baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving forever. I remember like being in school and learning that uh, as long as the pullout method, for lack of a better term, with men, that it was safer than sex, getting oral and not ejaculating in the person's mouth greatly lowered the risk of STI. Again, not zero. And that women who sleep with women had a lower STI rate. Again, not zero. But to bust that myth that you can't get an STI, you absolutely can. But here's the thing. You're still talking about transmission of fluids. Exactly. Because as you and I both know, as a man is receiving oral sex, he is pre-coming. He is leaking fluids. Even if you knock out the main event, the quote-unquote big load, they're still pre-cum. There's still fluid involved in all of this. So... Right. Any small entrance in your mouth is an invitation for that fluid to enter your bloodstream. Any physical contact that you have is an invitation for herpes. And they don't have to have sores, as we all know. You don't have to have an active breakout happening. Oh, of course not. 
to spread herpes. So yes, you can get oral herpes from someone's genitalia and you can also get genital herpes from somebody's mouth. You can spread HPV. You can spread HIV, syphilis, gonorrhea. Those are all sexually transmitted orally. Have you used a dental dam in the past? Have you tried one? No. <laughs> you unsafe. Because do as I say, not as I yes. do. I love the condoms for, again, this is going to sound like a bad thing, but new people, there's mm-hmm. a certain point where you do, like, all right, we're in a committed relationship, you're on birth control, we can take the condom off. Really should have used up dental dams more growing up, but I didn't because I was stupid. I did learn something new as well. Did you know that the vagina is acidic for anyone who doesn't know? Anyone with a vagina knows this because we've all seen the inside of our panties, especially dark colored ones after several wears. We've seen what our vagina does to them. Our vagina is acidic. Turns out semen is also acidic or alkaline, whatever. It's bad for your teeth, guys. Bodily fluids, bad for your teeth. So brush your teeth after as well because you do it once, you do it a number of times and you start wearing the enamel off your teeth and that can open you up to uh, those things, cavities as well. So it's not just STIs that you have to worry about. You also have to worry about cavities from doing... And then all that pineapple that they've been eating and they're super sweet cum. It's just a breeding ground. <laughs> all right. So before we get out of here, um, <laughs> our dear friend Vex Voltage sent us an oral sex story. And you ready to hear this? Are you ready? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Love you, Vex. Mm-hmm. So here we go. So she says, when I'm sucking dick or filming solo oral for a website, I always start to determine how hard I want to go based on how much eyeliner I am wearing. My eyes water very easily and it looks great on video. I call them dick tears. Also, same girl. <laughs> based on if I have to go to work or the store will determine how much of my throat a dick will see. <laughs> she also said, I love this. I can fit my entire fist into my mouth and I'd really like to figure out a way to jack off a cock while they're in my mouth. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. If you figure that out, let us know because I, yes, I, I would love see to see this. it. It'd be fantastic. Professional curiosity. Oh, yes. Professional morbid curiosity. I'd have to. Those things, like a car crash, you have to stop and look. Exactly. All right. Well, Seth, I think that this is going to wrap up this episode, but But. I have an idea. I think because it was such a close call, I think we should do anal next time. Oh, we should totally do anal. Yay. Yay. I know it's not your favorite. But hey, again, I am more than willing. Would you do it for me? Don't ask me a question you know the answer to. Of course I would do it for you. So next time, we're talking about everything but. All the butt sex. And if you want to be a part of that conversation, as always, hit us up, Twitter and Instagram, at InTheSackPod. Facebook, search In The Sack with Seth and Sarah. Send us an email. Tell us what you think. Seth and Sarah Podcast at gmail.com. Because, yep. Next time, we're talking about anal sex. (laughs) In the Sack. With Seth and Sarah. In the Sack with Seth and Sarah has been an SNS production. With cover art by Sarah Davis. Featuring music by Bradley Arl. And can be downloaded wherever you find your podcast.